You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. At this point, I just feel bad um, because we're, we're just doing the same thing every single day. But if you've been tuned into the show long enough, you know that this is just how things go. And you probably already know what, what we're going to start off today with. Um, but it just, it just is what it is, man. I mean, that's, that is what this show has been about more so than anything else. When everybody else is wrong, we're going to be right. And when everybody else is wildly, insanely wrong, we're going to be so freaking right that it's going to feel like we punched everybody that's wrong in the teeth over and over and over again. So although maybe the best course of action is to recognize that not everybody in the universe listens to this podcast, and so some people are going to keep making the same mistake over and over and over again because they haven't heard um, the truth of the matter, the, the, the real you know, situation from moi and everybody that is listening has already heard it and doesn't need to be convinced of anything. I don't care because we're doing this over and over and over and over and over again. And it's stupid. And as long as people want to keep being stupid, you know, for a fact, I'm going to be right here to call people stupid. (sighs) So anyways, as I'm poking around here, waiting for uh, Rodgers to go on McAfee and just kind of perusing Twitter, I see it's a little bit of hubbub. Apparently, Rodgers is not going to an NFC team. Like, where did that come from? New report, Schefter says the Packers will not trade Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. Well, now I'm kind of interested because the way that that's being phrased is of a man who said something very specifically and would only have that information if they talked to somebody within the Green Bay Packers camp directly. So I need to know where this is coming from, and I'm looking everywhere. I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. The only thing I kept seeing was on uh, Pat McAfee, and I thought, well, maybe he was on Pat McAfee or something. So I found the video of, of Pat McAfee, and I'm like, all right, well, let's see what Pat has to say. He's got a report, a fresh report from Schefter with some actual real insight. And, and this is not only big news because... Um, you know, the, the, the whole AFC-NFC team, uh, 
team thing, which would be, of course, a, a, a big deal in and of itself in terms of compensation. I mean, you're cutting the league in half, and then you erase all these other teams that don't want them and everything. I mean, it just it really cuts your cuts everything back in terms of how much compensation you're probably going to get. But aside from that, it's going to lend credence to everything else he said prior to this because clearly he's having conversations. All right, well, let's let's start with Pat McAfee and see what he had to say. No. Okay, he is. He just okay. got confirmed. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, an hour and 55 minutes from today. A lot to talk about. Schefter doubled down almost on his report this weekend that it is a real possibility of Aaron Rodgers being traded whenever he was on the NFL's uh, ESPN's kickoff show or whatever. First of all, you don't need to double down on that. That's an opinion, and you're, you, there's no reason to have to double down on an opinion that it could, would, should happen. Then we ask Ian Rappaport, and Ian Rappaport says, for the right package, the Green Bay Packers will trade Aaron Rodgers. Didn't say that. It's not what he said. He said, if they've been given the right package, they may. But the whole context of that that I already played for you was, yeah, anything's possible. Which, by the way, is exactly what Rodgers said. Well, anything's possible. Never say never. You never know. Bad things happen when you when you say never, right? That's what he said. Ian's saying the same thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if for the right price, I suppose, he said it in the exact same vein, you would say for the right price, anybody's, anything's for sale. He didn't say that if they get the right package that they're looking for, they're going to ship them off. They can't even do that. That's not even a thing. By the way, I was going to save this for the end, but I'm just going to get it off my chest now. You know how I know that there are no real reports out there? Because the Packers don't even know if Rodgers is coming back yet or not. And they don't know if Rodgers wants to play for the Packers or if he wants to be traded. They don't know anything yet. So are they willing to trade him? Of course they are. Duh. Is Rodgers open to a trade? He's already said that. We've all already heard that. Not not because he wants to be, but because, again, he's coming at it from the standpoint of, hey, you never know. We'll see what happens. Keep your options open. Keep your mind open. Everything about this scenario, we already know everything. Will the Packers listen to offers? Of course they will. They'll listen to anybody's offer about anybody. You think somebody's going to call and say, hey, I've got an offer for Rodgers, and they go, la, 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 click. No, they're going to listen. It's called basic due diligence. But they haven't picked a path yet, so any idea that they're on this track to trade them and that it's picking up momentum, it's not picking up anything. The Packers are they they're fully aware of their options they may be calling around to find out what kind of compensations are available so that they're prepared for when rogers comes through with his final decision but until he makes a decision we don't know what we're doing yet so there is no new information anyways let's see what chef mcafee had to say because this is big serious breaking news here Rodgers, I did not know that was the case. I'm intrigued by that being the case because when Aaron came on here and we said, hey, what are your thoughts going into next year? He said, well, I got to figure out if I want to play football. This is a two-way street. I actually started laughing when he gave that answer. I'm like, two-way street, here we go. This is the same thing yeah. for the last three years. And a lot of people said- By the way, McAfee keeps getting stuck on this two-way street thing. Like everybody says it's all up to Rodgers. It's not. He said it's not all up to- It is up to Rodgers. It's entirely up to Rodgers. He holds this franchise by the throat and there's nothing anybody can do about about it if he says i will be playing as a green bay packer next year and the packers want him gone guess what's going to happen he's going to be a green bay packer next year he hasn't he has complete control now the only thing that that could possibly mean is i have entire complete 100 control of the situation but if they tell me they don't want me here then i don't want to be here and i'll leave but mcafee's stuck on this that well rogers told us it's a two-way street it's not a two-way street 
And he specifically negotiated that. In fact, the entire reason he threw a hissy fit last year is because the contracts that they were offering him did not give Rodgers control over his own destiny. And that's what made him angry. They were contracts that allowed the Packers the opportunity to get out if, you know, for example, oh, I don't know, Rodgers' play completely falls off or, you know, if he retires, we're not somebody's not stomping on our manhood over and over again and pounding it into oblivion. No, like we have a little bit of freedom for this guy that's getting older and is kind of on the verge, but Rodgers wasn't happy with that. He threw a fit, says, you aren't showing that you actually respect me and want me to be here. So they're like, all right, cool, here's the contract. And now he gets a contract that gives him entire, complete, 100,000% control over his destiny. He's like, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a two-way street. I'm not in control of nothing here. Nonsense. Anyways, let's see if we get to the point here, McAfee, which I think is his biggest issue. Started targeting Aaron for this all. We're going through his again. Obviously, they want you. Now it is seeming uh, to come out that when Aaron talked to uh, to Kuntz and the Mm -hmm. entire thing, there was maybe a discussion that was said, and we'd have to ask Aaron a little bit more, and who knows if he'll tell us any of these details or not, because he's always like, behind closed doors, we think patients should be whatever. Even the last couple of years, it seemingly was the Packers that were coming out publicly saying stuff, not Aaron. But he got a feeling that the Packers were maybe thinking about moving on from Aaron Rodgers. That's why. And again, this is not a report either. This is just kind of picking up on a vibe Rodgers is giving off. And he's clearly giving off that vibe. There's no question about it. But we don't know about a conversation that took place that in which the Packers made it clear that they didn't want him there. In fact, I, I'm 99% sure that didn't happen. Rodgers is just pick, picking up on things. And, and if, if I may posit a theory, maybe what Rodgers is picking up on is the fact that it is fiscal suicide for the Packers to allow him to come back, and Rodgers is fully aware of that, on top of the fact that he realizes that the team didn't even make the playoffs and Rodgers didn't help the team very much at all. And so the idea that the Packers would want him back seems a little crazy, and maybe Rodgers is just smart enough to acknowledge that. I don't know, just a theory. Continue. He said it's a two-way you. street. If they want to go with Jordan, want to go with the younger players, I think he even said, like, I understand, but that's not what I'm in this for. I'm in to win the whole thing, which got lost in the narrative of bearing Aaron Rodgers last week. But it was clear that he had heard something in the conversation where he thought maybe he wasn't going to be the quarterback for the Packers. These two or three weeks, however long he's taken, to decide if he wants to continue playing, which is a big part of it, does he want to retire or not? And if I knew what I wanted to fucking do, I would have already fucking done it, Jim. <laughs> By the way, we'll get to that. But it's largely what I'm talking about here. Tom Brady was asked, what are you, you, know, what, what you going to do? And he said, don't you think if I knew I would have done it? Rodgers doesn't know what he wants to do. How do you know? Because he hasn't done it yet. If he knew he was going to retire, he would have retired. If he knew he was going back to the Packers, he would have gone back to the Packers. If he knew, I mean, I, I guess a trade wouldn't necessarily be brought out. That's the only scenario in which we could have some gray area here. If he came back and was like, look, I don't want to be here. Let's work on a trade. And that's kind of going on behind the scenes. But the reason I don't believe that's happening is because if that was happening, then Schefter and Ian would be giving you hard details. You know why? Because the Packers would be in conversations with teams around the league, and that would get leaked out. You would have agents. You would have uh, dozens of people within the building of, of, of dozens of organizations that would have this information, and somebody would have talked to Ian and 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 uh, Rappaport, or Ian Rappaport, whoever the other, Schefter. And the fact that they don't have any solid data, which again, we're going to get to eventually, if Pat McAfee can, can kind of get to what he heard. What we're, what we're going to find out is that they don't have that information at all. Tom Brady said to Jim Gray, it's a tough decision. Yeah. Not an easy decision, but Tom and Aaron have been through this the last couple of off seasons. Retiring from a game that you have conquered 
in a game that has given you so much is not easy, especially when you're up there in the top pantheon yep. of f***ing people that have ever played the game. So Aaron and Tom going through retirement conversations probably with themselves or whatever the future holds. If he decides to come back, the Packers will also tell him that if they want him back or not at the same time, then they'll work a trade. Now, First of all, is that how he sees it? Because that's weird. I, I thought that they were working on a trade already. I thought that that was all the conversation. If all we're hearing is that this might be a possibility, which, by the way, is exactly all we're hearing, then how do we call this news at the same time? How are we saying that this is picking up steam? When all we're saying is, if Rodgers decides to come back, which we don't know yet, and if Rodgers says, I don't want to play here, which we certainly don't know yet, then maybe the Packers and Rodgers will work out a trade deal. That's all we know. But yet we're going to talk about picking. What's picking up steam? Nothing has changed. Rodgers hasn't come up with a decision yet. He doesn't even know what he's doing. How is it gaining steam? How could it possibly gain steam? This is so stupid. Now it's come out from Schefter that they're reporting that the Packers uh, will not trade him to an NFC team. Now it's coming out via Schefter. This is, this, is what, this is a quote from Pat McAfee. It is now coming out from a quote via Schefter. They will not trade him to an NFC team. They will trade him to an AFC team. It's like Schefter's got more. They will trade him to an AFC team. Yeah. It feels like Schefter's like deep with the yeah. Green Bay Packers side. And they're like. Okay. So to be very clear, because a lot of, because what happens is you start getting into these arguments with people on Twitter and willing back what it is that they were saying initially. Right. It starts with. This exact quote, the, that Schefter seems like he's deep. He's deep with the Packers. Like he's in there sitting on Goody's lap while Gutekunst strokes his hair and tells him stories at night. But then as you talk to people, it's like, well, I mean, I never I mean, all I'm saying is he's, he's reporting on what people are saying around the league whose opinion doesn't matter. Oh, excuse me. Is that what we're going to pretend? We're going to pretend that we're not trying to say that this is a direct report via the Green Bay Packers camp? No, that's exactly what people think, that this is a direct report via Aaron Rodgers and or Green Bay Packers camp, which is so unbelievably stupid, but it's what's being reported. It's what you're seeing all over Twitter. It is what just came out of Pat McAfee's mouth. Schefter is so, he has more information. He never gave us information. We've never gotten a shred of information from Ian Rappaport, Schefter, or Peter King. Which apparently is another thing. He wrote an article about this situation. And everybody's like, we've, we've gotten so much information from the insiders. We've gotten zero information. Other than it seems likely. But the exact information that I've told you on this podcast. And you know why my information doesn't mean anything? Because I don't know. I'm telling you what I think makes the most sense. And that's what Schefter's doing. That's what Rappaport did. That's what Peter King and everybody else is doing. Like, hey, this is real possibility of trading him and moving on. Aaron's already alluded to it, maybe having to play somewhere else if he wants to play at all. That's a big decision he'll have to. Yes, it is a very real possibility. What does that have anything to do with Schefter being deep with the Green Bay Packers? Zero things. I knew that. You knew that. Everybody knew that. Everybody knows it's a possibility. How does that have anything to do with Schefter being, like, in Gutekunst's bathroom? Nothing to make afc is coming to the colts mike greenberg's on get up every morning yeah. hey need to hear if he'll come to the jets yeah. zach wilson we found out yesterday is good friendship with aaron Rodgers. might be the perfect tag team so now we've got an x uh i saw this on i don't know if it's the same guy but i saw this on get up x jets gm giving his opinion it, this by the way i believe is the guy that traded for brett Favre. 
giving his opinion on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now, to be very clear, his opinion is worth something from the standpoint of what would you do? What do you think he's worth? I would love to get that information from him. There's nothing wrong with getting that information, but there's a very big difference. And, and by the way, this is why Ian and Schefter's opinion are than just some rando like me or anybody else's opinion, because it's not based on deductive reasoning. It's based on I'm calling around people who are in the business and, and think the way that these guys think. And I want to know how they would handle it, right? So when Ian talked about like 60 million or whatever, he obviously had done his homework because that's how much it's going to cost for the new team. Now, again, it's not true that it is a $60 million hit that year. It's going to be spread over three years. It's going to be a modest hit this year. And obviously that's depending on whether it's one year or if it's two years or whatever the situation may be. But he's talking to people that know their stuff that came up with an exact dollar figure that ultimately you're going to be paying and there is also cash and cap, but it, it doesn't matter. People cash over cap, cash and cap are different. It's not different. If you put the cash in his pocket, it goes on the cap. It's not different. It's the exact same thing. Every dollar that you spend has to be accounted for on the cap. So it's not true that, well, we give him 60 million cash, but it's only 16 million cap. That's not possible. There's no way to possibly do that. You cannot pay somebody $60 million and not put it on the cap somewhere. It just gets spread out, whether that's over one year, two years, three years, or whatever. So anyways, I went to Google, couldn't find the clip anywhere. I went to YouTube. YouTube is trash, by the way. Um, I mean, I, I, I love YouTube, but when you try to get information, there are so many scammed channels on there that are like, breaking report, Adam Schefter says this, and there's it's some YouTube channel that's 100,000 subscribers, like, oh, dang, and it was posted four hours ago, and it has nothing to do with what this is. YouTube is is notorious for that. Breaking news, Adam Schefter says Rodgers is going to be traded, and it's some clip of has that Schefter's not even on, and they're talking about, like, Rodgers play against Detroit or something. Like, what, what, what? I report those guys because I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed now. I have a limited period of time to gather information to do my podcast, and I spent five minutes listening to this so that you can rack up. And who's subscribed? And, the, and then you read the comments, and it's like, oh, I knew he was going to get traded. You didn't even watch it, you jag off. Why do you come to YouTube? to read titles. You can watch the video. There's always one guy that's like, oh, it's not even, it's, this is not even in the video. I don't know what's going on here. So I just freaking report them and I hope that they lose their whole channel. I don't know. Anyways, stupid me. I should have thought to go to Twitter, but even, even then it took me a while. Like I saw Pat McAfee and a bunch of people speculating. And then finally I found it. Uh, actually it was Dove Cliveman posted a, a video. And again, he didn't even say it, and somebody called him out on it after like 700 comments of like uh, you uh, of, of speculating. Somebody was like, uh, "You didn't even he didn't even say it." And he's like, "Oh, sorry. Let me let me post a new clip," and then he posted it. So, anyways, after however long of trying desperately to figure out where the heck this is all coming from, here is breaking news: Adam Schefter directly reporting from the lap of Brian Gutekunst exactly what we're gonna find out in a matter of weeks. He's, he's given us the hard truth. You ready for it? Here it comes. Again, you said, quote, there was a real possibility that Rodgers will be traded this offseason. What more are you hearing? Now, I want to be very clear on something because I was thinking about this as I was out running errands today. <sighs> I, 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 I've been saying pretty consistently, I'm not mad at Schefter. I think he gets too much shade um, from Packer fans and stuff because the way that this is going to, uh, let me tell you exactly how this is going to play out. All this is going to happen and then Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be traded. I mean, maybe he will, but but there's a good chance he doesn't. And then Packer fans are going to dump on him and be like, oh, what now, you liar? To be clear, he never said 
that Rodgers is going to be traded, right? So it's unfair to do, and I think that's what happened before. Schefter came out with a report that Rodgers wants to be traded, and then Rodgers didn't get traded, and everyone was like, oh, what now? I thought he wanted to get traded. Well, he didn't say he was going to get traded. He said he wanted to get traded, which means, and it, it kind of seemed like this was the scenario, Rodgers was kind of having that whole Mexican standoff thing. I think you need a third person for that, but it just sounds cooler to say Mexican standoff. But they were having a standoff, and Rodgers didn't want to come back. He didn't want to talk to the Packers. Like, everything was... I mean, there was clearly an issue there. And it seemed to me as though there was a standoff. The Packers didn't back down, and Rodgers did. The Packers won the standoff. That's how it seemed to me, which means Schefter's report could entirely have been true, that maybe he did, uh, whether it was asked to be traded or... I don't... The point is, I don't know. Maybe he's full of crap. I don't know. However, this is the part that bothers me. Because he could certainly be a lot more honest right here. The question directly asked to him is, what are you hearing? I think an honest answer from Schefter would be, I haven't heard anything directly from the Packers camp or from Aaron Rodgers camp as of yet. Still in the dark. They're still working through some things. Rodgers still has to make a decision. However, I've made some calls around the league and I've talked to some pretty key pieces around the league who have some insights and some some familiarity with these types of situations. And here's what they have to say. And that lends credence to everything you're about to say. But the point is, he, he launches into this whole, like, well, maybe, kind of, sort of, should be. And then everybody else is like, oh, it's a new report, and, and none of this is real. And again, I think what he's saying bears some weight, because I think he is talking to people, and I think people are giving him some insights. But it's the fact that it's, it's, it's in response to the question, what are you hearing? And then he just launches into this nonsense pile of garbage nothing. Well, you're saying it could be the biggest storyline of the offseason, not mentioning the fact that we also have Tom Brady's future. We have Lamar Jackson's contract situation. Derek Carr is going to get traded. There's going to be a lot of quarterback news. But yes, Kevin, the big one could involve Aaron Rodgers. Right off the bat, what did he just say? The big one could involve Aaron Rodgers. Okay, did we already know that? Yes. Did we need Adam Schefter to inform us that it's possible that there's a trade? No. And look, it's hard to imagine that he's going to retire and walk away and surrender. Again, this is what his entire premise was for why he... He's telling you why he's concluding that a trade is likely to happen, and it's because he can't imagine him walking away from the money. And there's nothing wrong with concluding that. I've concluded that. I think I think that's a factor, and I think it's a heavy thing that weighs in that direction of him coming back. It's, I, I think he can walk away from it. I don't think Rodgers is lying about that. But big deal. It doesn't mean anything. $110 million in guaranteed money. So that means he's either back with Green Bay or the team explores the idea of trading him. Now, now again, he's saying that based on my assumption, we're going to rule that out. Therefore, there's only these options. Retirement is still an option, right? We've already gone over this the last time, but he's doing this little sleight of hand that I would assume everybody can pick up on, but I think some people are struggling with it. He's not saying he's not going to retire. He's saying, in my opinion, nobody can walk away from $100 million or whatever number he said. Last time he said 60, now he's saying 110. I don't know where the numbers are coming from, but whatever. He's, I'm sure he's right about it. I don't know. I'm just saying. He's saying that, uh, in my opinion, nobody could do it. Therefore, he's not going to do it. Therefore, there's only two options. This is not a report. This is based on his own gut feeling. Jordan Love is getting closer and closer to playing, and Aaron Rodgers is due $110 million the next two years for a team that is not well positioned against the cap. The easiest way to resolve some of that would be with the quarterback. You'd free up about $60 million in guaranteed money. You get back draft pick compensation. Now, are, are we listening to what he's saying right now? 
He's, he's theorizing. He's saying, if we think through this logically, he's not going to walk away. However, Jordan Love is ready to play. They like Jordan Love. He's reaching the end of his rookie contract, and we have very serious salary cap implications, and the easiest way to remedy that is if we move on from the quarterback and we get draft picks and we get to uh, relieve ourselves of $60 million. This is 100,000% him walking through his own internal thought process, and that's not debatable. He's telling you that. He's explicitly saying it. You have the ability to land other players. Again, not ideal, but keep this in mind, too. We saw Brett Favre traded when he was 38, turned 39 that season. Again, this is specu- This is not a report. He's not saying, hey, I talked to the Packers, and it was like, well, we, re- we traded Favre, so we might as well. I mean, you know, we worked for us in the past. It's not a report. Aaron Rodgers is 39. It doesn't go on for everybody. And yes, one of these scenarios that the Green Bay Packers are expected to explore this offseason is... That's the big one. They are expected to... Who's expecting it? Who's expecting it? First of all, I'm expecting it. Everyone should be expecting it. If you're not expecting it, I don't know why you're not expecting it. Because what is he saying they're expecting? They're expected to explore it. They're expected to ponder it. (laughs) How stupid is that? And this is where it gets into that whole, it it seems like sleight of hand. They're expected. In other words, I've made some phone calls and people think that they're going to look into it. Well, freaking no, duh. The idea that they could have to part ways with Aaron Rodgers. They're expected to explore the idea that they could potentially. Good Lord. We're going to call this an actual official report from the front office of the Green Bay Packers. In the form of a trade. Doesn't mean it will happen. Doesn't mean it will. he wants that, and they're on the same page, then it's certainly realistic. Huh. It's a realistic option. Schefter is explicitly telling you he doesn't know. He's explicitly telling you he does not have inside information about what will happen. He's explicitly telling you what makes most sense and what everybody I've talked to expects to happen. And what they expect to happen is what everybody should already 100,000% know is going to happen, which is the idea that they're open to the idea of at least hearing offers. Why would you not expect that? Everybody's expecting that. He hasn't heard a freaking thing from anybody. And there's the possibility that could unfold. <laughs> he's, he's layering the maybes. There's like seven maybes there. Let me back that up. I mean, it will happen, but if he wants that and they're on the same page, then it's certainly realistic, and there's the possibility that could unfold this offseason. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. Feels so crazy considering they just signed him last year to a three-year. And by the way, we haven't even gotten to the new amazing report yet, which is about to come out here. Deal, right? Oh, you know, Herm, to be coached. Yeah, Her, Herm said the conference thing, and I think that's important because I don't think there's any way the Packers will trade him in the NFC. That's it. That's what. That's what all this was about. After all this time digging into it, I'm waiting to feel like where is this coming from? He apparently has some kind of an insight. What did he just say? I don't think there's any way they trade him in the NFC. I, I as in me, not as in they have said or I have heard, I don't think. Isn't that what he just freaking said? And now we got Pat McAfee saying Schefter said they won't. We've got NBC Sports tweeting out that, that the Packers will not trade. This is stupid. 
It's irresponsible at best from Schefter, if not deceptive. It's irresponsible at best for him to not flat out say, I haven't heard anything yet. However, what makes sense to me and what I've heard and and the people I've talked to around the league agree with me that this is the scenario. And by the way, even saying that is useless because what he's heard around the league and what he's positing is common freaking sense. It's common sense that the Packers would be open to a trade. It's common sense that Aaron Rodgers, who's already said never say never, is open to the idea that maybe possibly a trade is coming. No freaking duh. No duh. There is not any information here, and there's not going to be any information until Rodgers comes out with his decision on whether or not he wants to play. In fact, we're going to get into the McAfee thing. He flat out said, which should be common sense to everybody, the way that this works is, I'm going to decide if I want to play football anymore. If I decide I want to play football, I'm going to go tell the Green Bay Packers, and we're going to have a conversation about how this moves, how how we plan on moving forward. At that point, we'll figure out what we want to do. And it's only at that point that we're going to hear, maybe it'll be from Rodgers first, I don't know. It might be Rodgers, McAfee, or whatever. I don't really know. My my guess, and by the way, this is me being a responsible human being and saying my guess, not that I've heard, not that I th- not that you know I've called some people around the league or any kind of nonsense like that. I if I had to guess, we would hear from Pat McAfee that he's coming back. However, he hasn't worked it out with the Green Bay Packers yet. We're trying to figure out how we want to do that. I'm not entirely sure. Obviously, I want to be a Green Bay Packer, but we got to make sure that that our paths are headed in the right direction. And then what you're going to hear is Schefter and Ian Rappaport saying things like, I'm hearing blah, 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 because the phone calls are going to start going off. Because you're going to start listening, and these things are going to start happening. And that's when you're going to get real reports. Which, by the way, you don't need Schefter and Ian Rappaport. That's the other thing. It's like, well, we didn't hear this before, but now we're hearing it, so that's a big deal. No, you should have enough common sense to know. I'm telling you before it even happens. Here's some common sense for you. If Roger says he's coming back, but they're not exactly sure what path they're going to go down, what's going to happen is they're going to entertain trade offers. And you shouldn't need Schefter and Ian Rappaport to tell you that. In fact, it probably is already happening. Not because they know what they're going to do, but because if the Jets call up and they're like, hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to give you two firsts for Rodgers. I want to get to the front of the line. I know you haven't figured it out yet, but if he says that he's open to a trade and all this stuff, I just want you to know you got two firsts sitting on the table right now. I just want you to know that. They're not what? They're not going to listen? No. I mean, okay. Yeah, got it. Right here. Two firsts. Boom. Done. That's your best offer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Dope. Thanks, bruh. Again, we don't need Schefter and Rappaport to tell us these things. This is common sense. And, and me telling you this right now is not something picking up steam. People talking about common sense stuff. Anyways, uh, by the way, I should add, uh, having gone back and edited the whole Pat McAfee uh, language issue, I noticed there's a couple issues with the audio kind of clipping and weird stuff going on. Um, I'm downloading Red Dead Redemption 2 because I want to play with Matt Ramage because um, I thought it would be fun and he said he'd be down. So it's kind of like eating up a little bit on my computer. So occasionally, like, it gets a little glitchy, and I apologize. And no, I'm not going to stop because it's going to take a long time to download. And I want it to be done by the time I'm done with the podcast, all right? So that's just how that works. Uh, Secondarily, I want to play this. This is the um, Tom Brady thing just because I thought it was interesting and because it kind of, again, I think is a parallel to what's going on with Rodgers. So here's what Tom Brady said. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do 
uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratch. he wants to hear. You're scratchy. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Again, the only reason for playing it, aside from the fact that it's mildly funny, is um, this, this is the same situation that Rodgers is in. Right, we're we're all searching for answers, and we keep Adam Schefter is being asked every single day, "What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing?" You know what he's hearing? Nothing. You know how I know that he's not hearing anything because the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron freaking Rodgers, who is the one person on planet Earth who knows what's going to happen with Aaron. I mean, I mean, he does, that's the point is he doesn't. He's 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 the one person on planet Earth that's going to know before anybody else what's going to happen. He doesn't know what he's going to do. You want to know how I know? Because Tom Brady just explained it to us. If he knew what he was going to do, he would have freaking done it by now. He, I'm sure he's leaning. I'm sure he has a lot of thoughts that if we could get in there, we could really parse some stuff out. He doesn't know. And if he doesn't know, the Packers don't know. And if the Packers don't know, Schefter doesn't know. So can we stop being so freaking stupid, please? Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break right here. Uh, please remember to check out Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find out what they do at FertileGroundRanch.org. Essentially, um, it's my dad's ministry. Been working on it for a very, very long time. Um, decades is not an exaggeration since I was uh, pretty much graduating high school, so like 2005-ish. Um, and and the main goal is to find people that are really struggling, like he has been in his life, and uh, me and my grandpa, and pretty much right down the line, we've all kind of gone through it. But finding these people that are uh, having a hard time, specifically he's focusing right now on people that have been to prison and um, giving them a place to go and a place to work. They'll have a, a home, they'll have a bed, they'll have meals, they'll have a job essentially on the farm, uh, taking care of the animals and whatever else my dad's going to have them doing and um, is going to be helping out people in any way that he can. My dad's honestly been doing this for a long time. Started back when he was in AA. I never saw the guy. All he did is take care of people. You get a phone call, got to pick somebody up. I'm at jail. I'm in the hospital. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about drinking. I need help. I need to go over to his house and talk to him. I, I, I didn't see him. He'd come back from work. He'd say, do you have any homework? I'd say, no. He said, all right, I got to go. He'd go to his AA meetings. He'd go to church. He'd go to another AA meeting. He'd go to counsel a guy. He'd go to pick up a guy. He'd come back and we'd go to bed and that was it. He's been serving people for decades. After that, he went over to, uh, can never remember the name of that place in Chicago. But uh, massive homeless shelter. You'll you'll hear their broadcasts on VCY and whatnot, taking care of people there. This is what he's been doing. It's what he's built for. So, um, anyways, they're they're brand new, and as you know, people just getting off the ground. Things can be kind of scary. Things can be kind of shaky, and um, not knowing where that that next donation is going to come from, whether or not you're going to be able to afford to keep this thing running or whatever. Obviously, he has faith, but. Uh, it could be a stressful time. So if you're interested in uh, learning more about what they do, please visit FertileGroundRanch.org. And if you're interested in supporting, I do have a link pinned to the top of my Twitter, or you can just find the donation uh, page right there on FertileGroundRanch.org. Also, if you want to support this podcast, Patreon.com forward slash Pack underscore Daddy. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hello, and welcome back to the Packernet Podcast. Why don't we pick up at a very appropriate stage? It's, it's It actually works out quite well because it picks up right where we left off, but also is the first, I think, relevant thing on uh, the show. And, you know, Pat does a good job of kind of warming Rogers up. He doesn't, like, immediately jump into, like, so, give me the breaking news. What's going on? Anything? No, then get the heck off my show. You know, they talk about stupid crap that I don't care about. And after about a half hour of waiting around for something interesting, something interesting actually happens. And I think it happens right around this point. Have you already come to the decision that you're playing football again next year? Is that already something that's taken place? Because the decision has been made that you're getting traded by sports media as of this morning. And I feel like there's another decision that has to be made before any of that can take place. Where are you in that stance? And are you in the middle of that process still? Usually you would think they would wait until maybe the off week between the championship weeks and the Zero Bowl to drum up some some storylines because there is, you know, two great games this Sunday and obviously four really deserving teams to be played. Wait, is Rogers saying that these are made-up storylines? That's weird. Because, I mean, if, if, if this is real, then obviously it would make sense that you would say this, even though there's some big games coming up because this is still big news. But, I mean, it would make what he's saying makes sense only in so far as this isn't a true report that he's being traded. I don't really understand. Um, I have, you know, some people that love to track that stuff. So I've been made aware of it. Go ahead. You just pointed AJ. No, he's got the next question. Yeah. He's got the next question. I'll finish this. Yeah. But listen, listen, uh, there's heroes and villains in, in sports and entertainment. And I think because of my stance on COVID, uh, and maybe some other things. I've been cast as the villain, especially the last few years. And so that is the way that, uh, you know, a lot of things I said are often interpreted. I'm not upset about that. I don't feel like a victim in any way. I don't have that mentality. That's fine. I actually embrace that role a little bit. That's how you want to cast me. But um, I did see there were some comments that, you know, I'm only playing for MVPs and yes. stuff like that. Didn't maybe quite see the entire clip of some of the stuff that I said. I don't care about that stuff. It doesn't offend me. I mean, this culture, this woke culture wants to be offended by everything. You just go online and find something you don't agree with. I'm offended. How could you possibly say that? Yes. I don't really care. I don't care who it's coming from or who said it. They're entitled to their opinion. It might not be right. And every now and then you got to get on here and, and say, hey, you know, you just found some bullshit. Like, that's just not true. Like, let's just tone it back a little bit. You might need to do that. Most of the time, you just kind of gloss over it. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Because it honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't affect my day-to-day. It doesn't interrupt my whale-watching time. It doesn't interrupt me at all during the day. I don't, I don't think, you know, agonize about, like, oh, you know, 
Well, Gronk said, you know, I shouldn't be worrying about MVPs. I'm like, I know Gronk. I love Gronk. He's awesome. He's he's fun energy to be around. Like, but what do they do? You know, if you take us, if you take the right, the right. Anyways, I think we've I think we've covered it. Um, so the bottom line is what he's describing is how things get spun out of control, and he's essentially explaining his theory as to why he's being cast in this negative light and why things are being made up about him. So the short answer is no. And by the way, I, I halfway agree with him. I think that that's painted with a little bit too broad of a brush. There are very obviously people on Twitter who are very mad at him from a political standpoint that will find every excuse they can to cast him in a negative light no matter what. That could not be. And they will pretend that that's not the case. But again, they are being wildly obvious about their stances on things and can never say anything positive about Aaron Rodgers. However, I also have no problem calling out Aaron Rodgers on stuff. Has nothing to do with his COVID stance. I, I was, before I even knew COVID was getting political, I was over here talking about COVID. Like, why is everyone being stupid about COVID? I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. And then I realized, like, it had become political. And I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. I was making so many people mad because this is like a Democrat-Republican thing. I didn't know that. I was just talking about things that make sense, but whatever. Once it becomes political, like Rogers, by the way, has become political. It's why you can't touch it anymore. It's why you feel this need to like pull back. It's also why people feel uncomfortable with the podcast. Like, just stop talking about it. It's like, what, what, what aren't you supposed to talk about at, at the dinner table? Politics and religion, right? People right now are uncomfortable talking about Rogers. You know why? Because it's, it's politics and it's also become like a religion. <laughs> That's why people don't want you talking about Rogers. It's not because it isn't the biggest story. It's because it's become that sort of taboo thing. Same with COVID. Don't talk about it. Why? Because it's a religion. It's politics. But I'm just too stupid to care about any of that stuff. If I think something's right, I'm going to say it's right. If I think something's wrong, I'm going to say it's wrong. I think Rogers is absolutely correct in that he's able to do whatever the heck he wants as far as COVID, and everybody else can shove it. I also think Rogers played like crap this year, and I think his contract sucks. So deal with that. Anyways, Pat McAfee pushed the issue again, and was like, so let me ask you again, like, do you even know what you're doing? Because apparently everyone's saying you're getting traded. Or is that still something that, like, you're going through the whole process? Because Tom Brady was asked by Jim Gray, and he said, uh, Jim, if I knew what the fuck I wanted to do, I would have already done it. It's not easy to make that decision. I think you've had to battle it every single year here for the last couple of years. Tom has obviously had to battle it the last couple of years. That whole part of your thing is just getting tossed to the side whenever we're assuming you're getting traded. Are you still in the middle of that process, or has that been completed and you told somebody and they told Shefty and Peter and everybody. <laughs> First of all, kudos to you for talking through the uh, coffee machine. It was just clean. Out to the future, oh, having God, cleaning coffee. Yeah, I mean, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the that was a gift. <laughs> uh, coffee. Listen, I think, again, I think anytime you make a decision, you have to try and take the emotion out of it. And there's emotions with the end of season, with the end of uh, runs with certain teams with the end of uh, uh, specific uh, teammates who might be moving on or end of a contract. And obviously, you know, the way that the uh, season ends, uh, you know, on the, on the field is also emotional. So I think it's always important to take time and get away from it. Um, if there was a timetable where I was told I got to make up my mind and in two weeks, then I would have came to a decision. It would have been much more difficult for sure. But I think, you know, Tom's been playing a long, long time. He deserves the right to take as much. So, look, he refuses to answer the question directly, but the, the bottom line is generally he's going down what path? 
He's talking about the process of trying to decide. So he answers the question in saying, I'm still going through the process, essentially. Trying to get like, direct answers with Pat McAfee answering the, asking the questions and Aaron Rodgers answering the questions is like, here's 75 minutes to demonstrate something, and it takes a long time, but I want you to hear it. Bottom line, when asked the question for the second time, we're hearing you're being traded. Are, are you still going through that process? The answer to the question, yes, going through the process. No, I have not talked to anybody about being traded. Now, is anybody shocked by this information? No. But then why are we reporting that Schefter has some kind of inside information? When we also at the same time know that Roger still hasn't made his decision. I, I don't understand this at all. By the way, speaking about um, dunking on Aaron Rodgers, I will say I don't appreciate him uh, talking trash about waterbeds. Not going to play the clip. Uh, it's a little offensive for, uh, you know, certain people out there. I don't own a waterbed. I don't intend to. But I am offended at anybody that would suggest that that wasn't the coolest thing that ever existed. I remember growing up my bed, my aunt had a waterbed, and that was like the coolest thing ever. I'd like stay over at grandma's house, and my aunt was living there, and I'd get to stay in her bed, and it was like a waterbed, and she had like a little flip-down table in between. You could put stuff on it, right? She had like that 80s, you know, what was that 80s picture with like the crazy-haired lady? You know what I'm talking about? It's just, it's an 80s thing. I don't know, man, but uh, waterbeds, talking trash about them, I think that's a little messed up, Rogers. Um, other interesting tidbits, um, he mentioned, you know, I'm not going to play the clip, but how things were kind of perceived as him versus the Packers. And he says, it was never me versus the Packers. It was about me trying to get the organization to change. Well, a couple things. Um, first of all, it somewhat dispels the idea that everything's been all rosy between the Packers and, and Rodgers. And I know 90% of people don't think that, but just so we're clear, there were issues there was a lot of headbutting, and there absolutely was a stare down. Um, and that also that led to a lot of things. It led to eventually Rodgers did come back. However, that's when things changed in terms of the conversations that they had, in terms of the contract that he received. Um, there was a standoff for a reason, and, Pac and Rodgers explicitly says here he did that because he wanted the organization to change and felt like the organization did change for the better. And clearly what he's talking about is the treatment of players by the team. Now... Um, I'm somewhat skeptical about a few things. The first of which is that we aren't largely just talking about Rodgers got what he wanted, because I kind of think that that's more or less what we're talking about. Now, I know that's not Rodgers' intent. He wants this to change wholeheartedly, but I think the Packers just bent over specifically for him and nobody else. And a big part of the reason I'm saying that is because where else do you see this? I mean, Zadarius, we saw, was very angry with the Packers because they didn't give him what he wanted and he threw a fit, and he left on bad terms and doesn't like the Packers and doesn't like the organization, and the organization doesn't like him. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, they won't even say the guy's name. So I don't know all the the the, the nuance between what exactly Rodgers wanted to accomplish and, and how people are treated. Clearly, there are certain basic things that you can do. Um, again, I keep bringing up the, the idea via McCarthy that when he was let go, essentially, after all his years of service, it was, hey... Uh, you know, Murphy wants to see you. He goes upstairs, says, we're done. You know, probably a handful more words than that. And that was the end of it. There was nothing else. Now, I don't know the full extent of whether or not that's true. I mean, I, I don't know. If you're firing a guy, it's not like you're going to spend. But either way, he does talk about how they had some good conversations. And so I'm sure, I mean, regardless, I'm sure it was a learning experience for Brian Gutekunst. Even if the only thing he learned is how to better handle superstars, at least it's something. I, I doubt a lot of this transfers to, you know, for example, 
Josiah DeGuara or whatever, you know? But still, it's a learning experience for everybody. Anyways, the final thing on the show I wanted to touch on, and it's, again, it's kind of spinning everybody out of control. I don't exactly have a firm thought on it. I'm just trying to get my own thoughts. Um, but I also think people are assuming things that aren't necessarily the case. I want to play this because I just want to think through this for a second. Here's the full context. Again, you're getting a snippet, and the snippet kind of gives you some thoughts as to what that possibly means. Um, let me see if I can find something on Twitter that somebody is reporting about this. Here's uh, Mike Garofolo. Aaron Rodgers asked by Pat McAfee how much of the $60 million he's owed in 2023 will factor into his decision on returning. Rodgers says the contract would have to be tweaked if he's back. Definitely things would have to shift. There would have to be some adjustments for sure. And so I don't know exactly what people are thinking, but just based on what I'm seeing as far as the conversations on Twitter, it sounds like what people are assuming is that he's going to have some kind of a pay cut or they're going to do something to his his contract that is going to reduce the number so that it's uh, more palatable, right? In other words, all this doomsday stuff about when he comes back, it's going to be, we're going to be in, in, in a lot of trouble isn't true because something's about to shift. Let me, let me just play the full context of how this started and what was said. Hypothetical here. It's hypothetical. Can we hypothetical? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun game. Really fun game. $60 million is a lot of f***ing money, right? That's what everybody's talking about is what you're owed or whatever. Does that come into any of this conversation? And there's no way you can say yes to that and be realistic. But is the contract like something that you have to think about in this whole thing? Oh, shoot. I mean... It's a, it's, a of of it's a lot it's of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I don't think there'd be a scenario where I'd come back and that would be the number. I think it, it would definitely, definitely things would have to shift. Hmm. Got it. I mean, we'd see what we just did. Oh, oh yeah. Un, unpeeling the onion. So that's it. That was the whole thing. And again, I'm trying to figure out what exactly that all means. Um. What he's, what he's, so, so <laughs> it sounded like to me, the question is being posed, how do you turn that money down in terms of a lump sum? You can't just walk away from the 60 million. The question has been posed a thousand times. And then his response is to say, I don't think that'll be the number because teams can't afford a $60 million hit. <sighs> he says some things are going to have to be adjusted. Well, for example, what did we just talk about yesterday via Ian Rappaport and the report that it would cost $60 million for Rodgers to, for, in other words, that was the complication. And maybe this is where Rodgers is getting this from. And, and I think it is because again, just yesterday, Ian was on this exact show and he said it would be hard to trade for Aaron Rodgers because it's a $60 million hit. Rogers is saying, I don't think that's the number. There's going to have to be some adjustments. And what did I say? There would be. The cap hit of $60 million would be spread pr probably, most likely, over three years. I believe that's the adjustment he's talking about. In other words, nobody's going... And because his exact reasoning... Because, I mean, let's let's play it. Here's what A.J. Hawk had to say and, and how he responded. Sure. How do you think that? Well, I just don't think it's... Uh, you know, I think... There's a lot of teams because of COVID that are strapped, and you're seeing us a lot of different contracts. They're pushing more money out uh, in in, uh, in deals. They're creating you know certain kind of void years uh, to allow for the uh, an easier cap hit. 
So there would, you know, there would have to be some adjustments for sure. So he he just basically explicitly said what he's talking about. There would have to be some adjustments. What adjustments? What did he say? Pushing money out. In other words, it's not going to be a sixty million dollar hit up front. It's going to be spread out. Now the reason that's weird to me is because that really only applies to new teams. We already know that with the Green Bay Packers, we know he's not going to have a sixty million dollar cap hit this year. We know that it's going to be spread out. Now, in terms, I don't know how that works in terms of cash. Maybe I mean that's a whole behind behind the scenes thing that I don't really care about a ton. That's between the Packers and Rod. I don't even know how that works. Can you split up how much cash? Because they're talking about cash strapped. That has nothing to do with the cap. And even Pat McAfee comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, that's what we talked about with uh, whoever uh, Andrew Brandt was talking to us about cash over cap and how you can do the void. Well, that has nothing to do with it. That has to do with cap being spread out, but the cash being paid up front. He's talking about cash traps, which means you don't have the cash, so spreading the cash out. I don't know how that works. Maybe they're going to spread the cash out, too. I don't know. But we already know that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have a $60 million cap hit on top of everything else. Because remember, that's just a that's just a lump sum option that's being exercised, or however you phrase it, um, at a certain point this year. Once it once we hit that point, there's $60 million bucks that goes in his pocket. Again, whether that's directly or not, I don't know. But the point is, at that point, you have to account for that. And that money is going to be spread out over a period of time. And, and again, for the Packers, we already know that. That's not That was never debated. But I think what we're talking about, what Rodgers is specifically talking about, is addressing what Pat McAfee's talking about. And what Pat McAfee's talking about is exactly what was talked about yesterday via Ian Rappaport, which is the reason Rappaport thinks that it'll be hard to trade Aaron Rodgers is because there's a $60 million cap hit. And Rodgers' response to that is, it's going to be tweaked i.e. it's going to be spread out. And if you've been reading, I already read all this stuff to you, but if you read over the cap and spot track and all those guys, they're telling you it's going to be spread out that way. The first hit is going to be about $16 million, something like that. And then there's a next year cap hit. And it's a pretty large, sizable cap hit. It's 60 minus the 16 or whatever. It's it's huge. Well, they're going to split that into two years as well. So he'll play in 2023 with a $16 million cap hit. If he retires next year, they'll do a post-June 1 designation to split the rest of the, you know, call it 40-some-odd million over two years. It'll be about a $20 million. Again, it's still a lot, but I, I think that's all we're talking about here. I'm not positive, but that's, that's the best I can come up with. And so the idea that he's going to come back and do something crazy with his cap and all of a sudden this money that we thought was going to be catastrophic is going to disappear. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I don't even think he's talking about the Packers. I think the the discussion is about if a team takes him on and has to give him 60 million dollars, there's not going to be a 60 million dollar hit. It's going to be spread out. That's it. I think that's all we're talking about. I don't know. Could be wrong. And there might still be little tweaky things that you can do if he does come back with the Packers, maybe there are going to be some tweaks. I don't really know. Uh, I tried to talk through that with some of the guys and don't know that we got a ton figured out other than it seems like unless Rodgers has the ability to just basically say, why don't we void that or lower that or whatever, um, which I can't imagine him doing, If uh, unless that's what he's talking about. I don't think we have a lot of leeway, right? Because all the money that already got put into his pocket has to be paid. Any money that is guaranteed has to be paid. And if we hit a certain date that says now you have 60 more million guaranteed, that's just going to get paid. So what what options do we really have other than Rodgers coming in? Because again, we're not talking, there's no other, the, the money that we want to go away is money that's all guaranteed that we can't do anything about. There's nothing we can do about it. 
That's why it's been, I've been saying the best case scenario is that he retires prior to that date, and then we still take a pretty big hit. But you know, at least it's somewhat manageable. Every year that he stays, that gets harder, and it's the money that's hard that doesn't go away, which seems obvious because he's retiring. What other scenario would there be to make something go away? It's not like he's going to come in and be like, you know, I'm going to tweak some things that make it lower so that I can play here for less than what I would have retired. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's not a lot of wiggle room here. And I don't think he's even suggesting that they're going to adjust his cap hit for this year or any other year. I just think he's specifically addressing that 60 number, saying there's never going to be a point in which $60 million is going to be sitting on the table. That's going to be split up. Cash, I don't know. Cap, 100,000%. Okay. Uh... I think there was one other thing, maybe two. Uh, Andrew Brandt, speaking of, says on the Aaron Rodgers Packers situation, I think both sides know which way this is going, both Aaron and the team. We don't know yet, but they do. And as of, as I have said, I sense change ahead. Now, this is a very similar report to everything else that we've heard. The one benefit here being that, although not that it matters because everyone else has said this as well, but he starts it off by saying what? I think. Doesn't say I know, didn't say I have any insights. Now, I tend to disagree, but I don't know. I don't think the team knows which way this is going. I don't think the team could possibly know which way this is going because I don't think Aaron Rodgers even knows if he wants to retire yet or not. Now, there may be a scenario in which they both kind of have a good understanding of what's going to happen if he decides to come back, but I don't know that. I don't know how they could both know that unless they've already had that conversation. Um, that is to say, they, they've basically had their conversations and come to the conclusion that either you're going to retire or we're going to find a, a trade partner for you, and they've ruled out him coming back for the Packers. I would be surprised if that's the case. And again, Andrew Brandt doesn't provide any reason to believe anything else. Um, so I have nothing else to go on other than I tend to think he's wrong. Now, again, a lot of these people are positioning themselves, I think, to be in a spot because it does make the most sense. It does make the most sense. But to position it as though I think I know something, and then when it happens, I can say, see, I told you, you didn't tell me anything. You said a bunch of stuff that you didn't know, and then you lined it up next to a thing that makes the most sense. But those two things are not connected, right? Saying that it makes the most sense that they get traded, and I think both teams already know what's about to happen, they're not linked in any way whatsoever. So if Rodgers gets traded... Either Andrew Brandt or I could both still be correct in our differing opinions on whether or not the team and Rodgers already know what's about to happen. Again, coming at it from the Tom Brady standpoint, if Rodgers knew what he was going to do, he would have done it by now. He doesn't know. I don't know why we have such a hard time believing Aaron Rodgers when he says stuff. Like, oh, Rodgers knows what he's doing. Why do you think they know he knows what he's doing? Well, the team knows. How would they know? Rodgers doesn't even know. Well, he's lying. Why do you think he's lying? Well, he wouldn't walk away from the money. He said he would. Well, he's lying. Okay. He would never retire when, when Brady does. How do you know that? Why do you think that? Why, where is this coming? He, he says he doesn't know. Why can't you just accept he's not sure yet? He wants to take some time to think it over. It doesn't seem that outlandish of, a, of, a, of an idea. I don't know why we're so stuck on this thing that every, everybody already knows. The Packers know, Rodgers knows, Schefter knows, Ian knows, and I know. Everybody Is that what it's about? I want to pretend like I know? I know that he's getting traded. Because if, if Schefter doesn't know, because if, 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 if Rodgers doesn't know, then the team doesn't know, then Schefter doesn't know, then you don't know, and somehow you're not as smart. 
you somehow feel less important because you don't know stuff. I don't, I don't know how this works. Why, why are we so determined to just so vehemently deny that we just don't know yet? Is it just because we're all whipped up in the drama and we like the drama and I'm just ruining your fun? Like, oh, this is so exciting and we're talking about it. We're having a good old time. And I'm just like the wet blanket that's like, we don't actually know anything yet. So this is all fake and stupid. And I'm just ruining all your fun. I apologize if that's what this is about and I'm ruining all your fun. I don't mean to be the wet blanket. I'm just trying to tell you stuff. But seriously, we don't know. <laughs> and I know that we don't know because I, I know Rogers doesn't know. And if Rogers doesn't know, the team doesn't know. And if the team doesn't know, Schefter doesn't know. And if Schefter doesn't know, Ian certainly doesn't know because let's be honest, you know. And if Ian doesn't know, you don't know. And I don't know. So nobody knows. And we'll find out when somebody knows something, when we actually start hearing things that sound like a person that actually knows something. But as of right now, there has been zero other than I think, uh, probably, could be, maybe, should be, people expect, I expect, people think and sort of want to kind of feel. I had my palm read and, and the lady said, we don't know. That's it. No new information. Sorry to be the wet blanket. Sorry to ruin all your fun. It is what it is. Anyways, I'm really hoping that we can get away from all this tomorrow, at least for a day. Um, tomorrow we're going to look at, I think it's Jackson Smith and Jigba will be the next one. And I'm actually really excited about it because um, I'm working on my wide receiver thing right now, my wide receiver sheet, uh, big boardy thing. And um, the crazy thing is I was, I was going through it and I'm trying to get it all sorted out. And I looked at it and it's like, Jackson didn't have a ton of different data. And I'm like, why wouldn't he pop up? And I'm going in and I'm digging through. And I realized he had like nine targets. I knew he didn't play a ton this past year. I didn't realize it was like that little. Um, so I threw it all in the garbage. And I went and found just for Jackson Smith and Jigba, all his 2021 uh, PFF and 2021 SIS data, threw it in the spreadsheet. And... Um, I mean, he just like he just like breaks the scale everywhere. I mean, obviously his yards per reception are low, um, and then his hand size, arm length, wingspan, which is not official, but those things are a little bit under. His height, weight isn't terrible. He's like six foot two hundred or something, pretty standard. A little bit smaller, but not not small. Um, but I think hand size, arm length, wingspan is a little under, and then his yards per reception is low because he's a slot guy. But everything else, I mean, it is. It's literally. I, I did a. Uh, a Patreon video. If you're curious about how all this stuff works, I did a little video on Patreon just to show behind the scenes or whatever for those that were interested in how all this works. And one of the things I mentioned is the problem I had last year was outliers. And so what you'll have is, for example, let's say there's a, a range between five and 10 and 99% are between five and 10, but you got this one guy that's at 24. Well, if I make the scale between five and 24, then everybody's like the really, 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 really good football players are going to be at like a five. That's not fair. I mean, a five out of 10. That's not fair, right? I mean, it's, it's, you want guys that are really good to be really good. So you make the scale five out of 10 and you allow these people to be outliers. So that guy with a 27 is going to have like a, I don't know, it'd be like a 19 out of 10. So be it. Jackson has a bunch of that, especially with the SIS value stuff. He's, he's got like a lot of 12 out of 10s, 11 out of 10s, 15 out of 10s, just down the line because he just breaks the scale. So I'm excited to dig in a little bit more on, on uh, Jackson and uh, look a little bit more at what he did last year, kind of watch him a little bit closer because I kind of just, again, I did like a cursory thing where I watch him and it's kind of, you know, especially since he doesn't have the speed, it's like, okay, so he's ran to the open spot and caught the pass, whatever. 
Um, but, you know, it, it, it just kind of clicked in my head that I'm looking at this wide receiver class and I'm saying there really isn't that special talent. But if you look at what he was last year, there was no doubt in anyone's mind he was that special talent. And it was only one year, and so there's a lot of questions and concerns and consternation about that. But what if he is that dude? What if he is that one guy that is the, that true freak in this class? Um, so I'm, I'm excited to dig in a little bit more, and hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking about that. But for today, that's it. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.